0: Science.
1: Welcome, good listeners of Probably Science to Probably Science. You're listening to Probably Science. This is a Probably Science podcast. Probably Science. I am one of the Probably Science hosts. I'm Matt Kirshen. Sat opposite me is Andy Wood. I'm also one of the Probably Science hosts. He is indeed. Uh, off in Ohio doing a college show is Brooks Whelan.
2: Which, by the way, let's put this let's put this rumor to rest. He is not dead. This is exactly. not some kind of like Paul McCartney barefoot on the Abbey Road cover situation going. We're not trying to cover for uh, Brooks' demise. He, no. he will be back at some point.
1: But he'll be left-handed when he returns. He might be, yeah. Uh, so why not? Well, I think well, I think we should just uh, throw it straight to our guest. This is interesting because um, our show, the, the premise of the show, is we have vague science backgrounds but haven't done it in a long time, and now we're comics and we introduce the most recent science stories mm-hmm. uh, normally to a comedian guest who has no science background. But our...
2: before you even introduce the guest, I think we should tell a little bit of the history of the podcast. Uh, listeners might not know that you came to Brooks and to me with the idea for this. Yep, and my initial thing was. Damn it. You're not going to want to hear about There's This Other Podcast. It's uh, probably about 10 episodes in at this point. Uh, Yeah, because I was
1: like, no one's doing a science comedy (laughs) podcast whatsoever. Funny you should mention it, because uh,
2: Tig Notaro, Kyle Dunnegan, and our guest today, David Huntsberger, have a a podcast uh, called Professor Blastoff. Uh, not always science per se, but starts with the same three letters as ours (laughs) as a logo (laughs) that has a professorial looking scientist character. Uh, But we insist we're not a ripoff of your podcast. No, I
0: don't think they, uh, I think the one, I think it's better to have uh, more science in the world anyway. People chatting about it, even if it's, I mean, on ours, we're just such idiots that I don't think in any way. And we rarely talk about anything uh, very topical about science topical
1: is the only difference like the idiots thing i think you're massively upsetting our expertise <laughs> here <laughs> we are also idiots but oh that's good but we're topical that's the, idiots the, key that's the difference.
0: if you're gonna do a science podcast just really be uncertain of what you're talking about <laughs> that's the key ingredient
2: what would you characterize your your role on your podcast
1: as
0: um, for, I guess it's worked itself out to where I'm. I'm sort of like keep it on track. Like I, I try to keep the discussion yeah. somewhat relevant. You're the, the most
1: sciencey of the. Yeah, know, you...
0: I mean, my brain's fairly linear in general. So like when thing, it's fun to like spin off into little riffs and bits and stuff and and go on tangents. But there's always kind of that part of me that's like, wait, but we didn't we didn't finish talking about this, or I want to hear more about this. So yeah, it, it always comes back to that. Like, is that what you guys do? Or
2: uh, I think sometimes I. I'm not sure which of us. I guess maybe uh, Matt and I might both fill that role sometimes, and Brooks is the opposite. So without him here, <laughs> so this is going
1: to be the most linear of shows. Yeah, we got three. <laughs> We're just going to dryly explain the stories and then shake hands and part.
0: We're <laughs> <Not laughs> like
2: true. This is like Abbott and Abbott and Abbott. This is like right. all, all straight man comedy hour. Wait to see the straight man. Which one's fat? Costello's the fat one, right? I think Costello's yeah. the fat one. Which Already we're is?
0: shining in expertise. <laughs> a lot of that. That's how most of the things get is that, like
1: figured out. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Do you also think? Yeah, I, I think, think he's that. the fat okay. one. I think that's how science. Yeah. <laughs> does. That's the probably in the title of the podcast. So, David, what is your scientific
0: background? Do you, uh, I have a degree in civil engineering right.
1: from Colorado State, is- and. Uh, didn't apply it in any way whatsoever. Is that the same type of engineering you have, Andy? Or you...
2: I thought we've, we've been doing this podcast for a year together, Matt. Don't we know each other? I just part? know
1: it's engineering.
2: <laughs> Mine was electrical, actually. Oh, uh, okay. I think I took one or two civil classes. but uh... So you never did anything way... with that degree after you graduated?
0: Well, technically, I used it to become a substitute teacher. And I remember... Uh, I, in San Diego, it's like a lengthy process to get hired. There were like this fifty-page packet you fill out. You get fingerprinted. You have an interview, and then I moved to Texas, and there's one piece of paper you fill out, and it just has a box to check, and it says, "If you make or if you graduated college, check here. And if you graduated high school, check here." And then it shows the pay scale between the two, and you made seventy-five dollars a day if you graduated college. And seventy a day if you graduated
1: high school. Oh my
0: so all that college wow. work was worth five <laughs> extra dollars a day.
1: So you, wow. So you're like, I, mean, wow, the, I could have, a i could have the Big Mac meal rather than just the burger.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 At the end of this week, I'm looking at a, a smooth twenty five extra bucks. <laughs> so really,
2: it only takes you know, like four thousand weeks before you make <laughs> back that constitution even That's, so quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was just painful to look at. It was just like such a shining representation of like, this is what my...
1: Also worrying that Texas, I mean, not surprising, but worrying that Texas is letting people teach the kids who didn't, who graduated high school. I had a weird
0: story that came out of that where I was, when I was at that orientation, like getting that paper filled out, there was a girl there and I, we were kind of, you know... Hey, like that sort of thing, you know, like kind of crossed eye contact a couple of times. And then when I was leaving, I didn't see her. She'd already left. I was walking around my car and she was walking the other direction and she kind of stopped me and was like, Hey, I saw you in there. I meant to say, Hey, and I, Oh, cool. That's great. And she go, and then we decided we would go out and like get a drink. So it ended up becoming kind of a date. We go out and we're sitting there at the table and the waiter comes over and can I get you anything? And I was like, yeah, I'll get a beer. Would you like anything? And she's just gets this weird look where she's like, I'll just have some water. And I was like, oh, all right. Um, Are you, you you don't drink? She just kind of does like another like sort of, "Uh," oh, no. (laughs) And I was like started really getting uncomfortable in my chair. Like, wait, are you not old enough to drink? She goes, no. And then I say, how old are you? And then the worst response to that came out Which is, how old do you think I am? Oh. And I was just like, oh no! So now I'm panicking And I'm looking around Like, I'm trying to look at her Like, <laughs> no. how old do I think she looks? And it's one of those things Where, like, your perception is well, we met in sort of a professional setting yeah. My, in- my in- instincts there were like
1: You're this old That you have to be You're You're, you're my age You are exactly my age Because we're doing the same job <laughs> We're
0: doing the same thing it, I guess, you know, say 20 Nope I guess 19, all the way down to 17 years old. So you're 17 years old. I'm not even now with someone that can't drink. I'm with a minor. (laughs) And I'm like 23 or (laughs) 4 at the time, just freaked out. Like, no, I'm just, we're just friends. I just,
1: oh, God. And uh, that's one thing not being able to drink. Like, she can't see Batman.
0: Yeah, she is prohibited from seeing Batman without me there. I mean, I could have... Uh, yeah, to yeah. be fair, you could have brought her. Yeah, yeah okay. the things were fine on the Batman front. <laughs> but she had uh, graduated... She'd emancipated herself from her parents
1: and graduated high school early, and this, therefore... By the way, it's a
2: great, it sounds like she, there were shackles involved, right?
1: <laughs> like she broke free from a, a dungeon. Uh, There's the million her march. Yeah.
2: The
0: weird thing, though, is because she had graduated early and seemed to have this sort of like... She was maybe maturity-wise or emotionally beyond some sort of high school things. There was a part of me that was like, I'm really only six or seven years older than her. I entertained it for a moment. Like, am I letting societal sort of pressures talk me out of this? Or am I trying to get away with being a creep? Or I ended up not going out with her because I thought, like, it's just too weird. Like, I don't want to show a place. This is my 17-year-old girlfriend. So I didn't. But, I don't know. Maybe...
2: That's crazy though I mean But yeah You're right I could see how you would think This person is so advanced Intellectually But yeah
0: 17 17 yeah, Even to t- t- 21 so she was teaching In the school is- Yeah Later she became A substitute teacher How, I mean, I, how I, old I, was
1: some of the Like did she teach Right the way up to 18 Yeah she when you're teaching... a sub You get
0: into everything they So don't... she could have been Teaching kids Who are older than her Yeah absolutely yeah, and definitely. I mean, there were kids that were 19 years old in high school, so she would have been there. And as a Jeez. girl, like, when I was out of college and I'd be walking around on a high school campus, I would get stopped from time to time. Young man, can I see your pass? I'm like, I work here. And she, being 17, how do you... Like, you can't have that on your campus. She's just walking along like, no, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Yeah. It, it made no sense. So Texas, way behind the ball as far as that goes. I mean, it, out here when I moved... To California, they were like, "Oh, you have an engineering degree. Like, you can get an emergency credential. You can just teach right away because there's such a need for math teachers." Wow. And then California, like people, not for substitute up- for full time for full time, you could get be a credentialed teacher. And I, I kind of wanted to do that, and um, I looked into it, and I got here like the year after they had done away with that program. Yeah, because people, parents were like, "That's ridiculous. No, you can't have someone that's not trained just in there teaching our children because they know math." Yeah and you, you know yeah so it's like
1: like emergency laws like, like, wait, like in times of trouble you're a fireman now yeah, declaring educational <laughs> yes.
2: martial law basically yeah,
1: yeah. you're the sheriff you're the fireman you're the teacher
2: <laughs> we'll deputize people in the street as they come up yeah
1: you're a doctor
2: like here's a word problem and that's all you have to do you know, uh, just, oh, the, okay. I actually was uh, briefly I don't know if I ever talked about this I, I was a tutor for a little while when I was in the lean years between when my last engineering job ended and when I started to get more work in in comedy related things. And I think it was even after the festival started up, but I, I, I just put an ad on Craigslist and I even felt creepy doing it because I was like, I don't have any credent. I mean, I have an engineering degree. Yeah. And like, I think I'm a smart guy, but like, will anybody trust me to tutor their mm-hmm. high school kids in math and physics? You know, so I just like talked up my AP scores and uh, like, you know, I've, I was on the math team, you know, <laughs> I know my stuff. Please, I don't know. please. You're a math leet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you guys have people in your high schools who would get, uh, like, v- academic-related letter jackets? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's just the saddest. It's like the marching band letter jacket. It's like, yeah. Oh.
1: Is, that, is that... See, this is not a, th- a thing that happens in Britain at all. Well, so that- is that, like, the letter jacket, like, the thing that they... Like in old college movies, yes. like that sort of yeah
0: leather sleeves, big yeah. time.
2: oh okay, <laughs> you get your your high school's uh, you know insignia on the chest, then your name on the other side, and then the sport on the back mm-hmm. and it, it was a huge thing like i was it was really important to me status wise in high school, and I wanted the only reason I, I chose swimming was because I heard everybody gets a letter, you don't have to be above a certain oh, level, nice. So I, I did yeah. that as a freshman just to get the jacket, and my parents were like. Well, I don't think you really earned it. Like, Maybe <laughs> wait until I was like better at the sports. I didn't get one until I was a sophomore or junior. But anyway, so I was going to say math and physics tutoring. I did that for a little while on Craigslist and it actually, it was really fun. And um, I had some great kids so I think I was able to help, but I was really like, I'm just teaching them my own intuition of how things work. You know, mm. like, I don't know if this would, I'm sure if a real teacher saw my methods, because sometimes I'm just, you know, I'm good at something but not necessarily able to convey why i can process it so yeah that's not a, that's not an obvious thing just being able to do something doesn't automatically endow just you just looking and going, they,
1: okay so if you see this problem the answer is six so just know <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Oh, just Pat- know that the answer is six to that and just understand that
0: do you guys know patrick keen yeah, yeah he has a great joke about like that's why michael jordan couldn't be a great coach He's never seen the game from this from the bench, mm-hmm. so he'd just be standing over there like this looks weird. Why is no one dunking from the free throw? line? <laughs> and that's like I feel like I was a better teacher in that the things did not come easily to me. I had to really like visually see them, or I would. Just, I was always able to communicate with the kids, kind of in some sort of practical way, you know, yeah. rather than because there are so many things where it's like, well, you just it's just this. You just have to see it here and know this. Whereas I would try to say. You know, even things like rise over run or, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, you run over here and then you get in your helicopter and go up this far. And then, uh-huh. so I would, like, draw that on the board and then the kids would, they'd process that. Like, you, well, know, you yeah. were like one
1: of the really cool teachers who sat on the chair backwards and taught with a rap.
0: <laughs> I'd turn the chair around,
2: cross my arms over it,
1: <laughs> yeah. baseball
0: cap backwards. Yeah, yeah, of course. The thing you have to know. Is-
2: <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta reach them on their level, you guys. That's, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I think I would do some of that, too. I think my, my problem might have been so much to that extreme of I would try to deduce things from square one with every problem, and then the kids would be like, no, there's just this formula we memorized. I'm like, well, yeah. you could do that, too. Yeah, Matt and I were like, talking about that the other longer. day,
0: that it's so frustrating that that's how they teach you things. Here, learn this formula. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't... That's not going to stick in my head as much as like if you learn that you put a seed in the ground water it get a little sunshine it'll grow yeah as opposed to they just told you to like know that in this field there's always going to be this color flower like "Ah, i don't i don't see how that happens if you know like the seed that goes in if math seems the same way or any any sort of subject like oh i get it okay this is how i construct a sentence this is how i work out this problem. But
2: that's what spoke to me more about math and physics than the life sciences is there's so much memorization in the life sciences. And I feel like with math and physics, theoretically, worst case scenario, you could come in only with a few fundamental things and... A great intellectual capacity, I guess. I'm not saying I have that, but, you know, theoretically, you could derive oh, everything you need. Oh, I think you're saying it. Mr. Listen, guys. Um, <laughs> but you could derive everything you need in the test, given enough time, mm-hmm. you know, without having to know, just know things. And with biology and things like that, there's just so much memorization of these arbitrary man-made mm-hmm. classifications, you know. And if you don't know it, you don't know it. You're not going to derive the phylum of something on the spot if you don't know it. Yeah,
0: I knew a lot of kids like that that were really frustrating that they would, they would in a lot of classes, they would give us like a one-page cheat sheet, write down formulas and anything you want to bring them to the test. Yeah, And I knew a lot of students that were just like, I don't need that, I just derive everything from here. I'll just take like the second derivative of this and that means acceleration or this is going to be that. I know that's this force. And I I always thought that was... Frustrating that they were that smart. Like, you can just do that. Yeah. But then I realized they just learn differently, and in any, that's an easy. Yeah, They still
1: learn the method for doing that. Like, because I I could do that at high school, and then hit university, and then got into a lot of trouble.
2: Yeah, there's a point when that fails you. There's a point yeah, where, like,
1: you know, I could sort of work it out at the school level, and then uh, and then got to university and realized, oh, the stuff, this stuff, I can't work it out in the exam because like really really good mathematicians worked it out over a period of years <laughs> it's just it's not going to happen i think i i should have i should have done some learning
2: yeah you should at some point you can allow yourself to stand on the shoulders <laughs> of those of those crates and not try to rebuild
0: it sucks that we've gotten that far in like as society and even just like machining parts for stuff because i think about like in an apocalyptic type setting <laughs> you like yeah. oh I'm gonna need to make this well first I'm gonna have to put together a mill then I'm gonna smelt some metal then I'm gonna figure out a <laughs> lathe grind it out then I put it together boom then I'm grinding some flour it's just there's so yeah. many years compounded in that to just get the simplest things
2: I think about that a lot about if I had to travel back in time I, you know I'd be like uh, in the future, there's going to be this. I really have no idea how to get you to that point yeah. how to um, make it. Yeah, yeah there's going to be stuff though. Trust y- me.
1: Yeah, I Because you'd what you would want to start with just the most basics, like pure, like how to purify water. Right. I think I can start a fire. <laughs> I know how to, like, I know the theory of how to start a fire. Yeah, I've never I, done I it. Realized, but... I've never actually. Having said that, I've never successfully started a fire without using like at least like a magnifying glass right
2: right <laughs> which would be pretty tough to make
1: yeah or, or a previous existing fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can,
2: yeah i'm a master of that actually let's go around the table i'm curious if you had to start a fire right now which technique would you use like how well if you had nothing of the modern world and you needed to start a fire what would you which what would you do
1: i think i would attempt to do the one you know where we have like a, f- a flat bit of wood and then a single stick that you rub and then, so you twist the stick. Mm-hmm. You sort of place it perpendicular to the pe- to the other piece of wood, and you twist you twist it in your hands. Okay. Uh, so the end of that gets hot, and you put a little bit of straw or something around that. That would be my that would be my first attempt.
0: That sounds like a good one. You gotta David. get a string to turn the, or otherwise you just ruin your hands. You, you make str- you to turn make the stick. a yeah. bow kind you of. You make kind of a bow, and then you run the stick that way. I yeah. watched a lot of like uh, Dual Survivor and uh, Survivor Man. And they, that bear, they all, is
2: that the Bear Grylls guy?
0: No, I don't watch that one. I don't oh. like that one. I was on a radio show once, and the, the actual Survivor guy, uh, Les Sneet is that his name? Was Les, that the winner of Les Survivor Stroud, or somebody? Les Stroud. Stroud. He no, no. He was like he has his own show where he packs his own gear with him. Oh, okay. And goes out in the wilderness, and then he meaning his gear, he packs like a camera crew that is him. He just packs like eight cameras. Oh, wow. And then he sets it up and walks along, and then he narrates it afterwards. So he's genuinely in the wilderness by himself oh, okay. for Okay, so it's days. not those
1: other ones where you sort of go where there's a man with nothing but his camera crew. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. What are they eating and what's and he, he doing while they're, yeah. He talked a little bit of shit about Bear Grylls. I was on this radio show and he called in and yeah. someone goes, what's the difference between you and Bear Grylls? And he goes, well, I don't wear makeup. <laughs> like, oh, sweet burn. I would do the Flint <laughs> method where you like hit a stone against, you can even do it against a different kind of rock but if you found any kind of metal... You yeah. could hopefully get a little spark. And then, same deal, like a pile of pulpy kind of tinder tinder stuff. And then you build that little like cabin structure above that. That'd be my best effort. And then just hope for lightning.
2: I, that, I think that's what I would do. Yeah, because I can't, I, how would I even identify flint? I wouldn't know flint. <laughs> I know. If I saw flint, there's a bunch of flint in the driveway, I
1: wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah well, the, um, there are some tribes that have not know what fire is and use it, but don't know how to make it. So just have this, have, yeah, have this same fire they have the same fire that they wow. they keep safe in- so like
2: the the highest position in the tribe would be the pers- the fire watcher like that's the most important job I,
1: I, I guess have. it would be amongst the most important yeah, yeah. it's got to be up there along oh. with a firefighter <laughs> 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 where yeah, are by are the sword tribes? Die by
2: the sword you guys these fire tribes yeah do you, um they're in like T- topanga canyon area I think oh that's where they live yeah. Yeah. isn't that yeah indigenous yeah. Topangians. yeah my
0: letterman jacket I had one and I I, um, got it when I was a junior so like I'm nearly to the end of high school I have two years left my mom seemed to think I was going to grow to be about six foot four (laughs) so she bought me this jacket I was like you'll grow into it and I was so small I mean I, I, I did have some growing left to do I was like 5'3 or 5'4 maybe. As a junior? Like finishing my sophomore year. No, maybe it was like 5'6. And I think right toward the beginning of my junior year, I was maybe 5'7 or 5'8. Mm-hmm. And again, she thought I'd be over six feet tall. And then so I just wore this thing that I had to like bunch up the sleeves on. <laughs> and I never grew into it. So Still you just look like an 80s
1: stand-up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, every day just hiking up my sleeves like a clown.
2: Aww. I'm just picturing that Frosted Mini Wheats commercial from the 80s. Oh
0: right, yeah, <laughs> it just grows right up into it. Yeah, I was, I could have filled in one of the frames where it was like seventy five percent grown into the jacket. Didn't happen. Poor David, do you still have your leather jacket? I'm sure it's around somewhere. It's got to be my 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 mom wouldn't allow something like that to get thrown away. So, what
1: was your reason for having it? Which team you? Uh... I played on the
0: football team and uh, the basketball team, and then I also was on the rodeo team. But we we didn't really have like a wait a second. Or yeah, that's right.
2: That's not a normal
1: thing. <laughs> no, no. We, it's a- you can't just throw that one out and move on. <laughs> not to a Brit. What, what, the,
0: what the fuck is a rodeo team? <laughs> it's legitimately like, it was, you know, honestly kind of prepared me for stand up to a certain degree because every weekend you go to a different city, like in the state. So there's like the north half of the state the south half of the state and you know some of the rich kids from the south would come up and compete in the north events but mostly it's a lot of the northern kids competing and then at the end of the year you have a big rodeo where everyone competes against each other
1: this was nevada this girl. is nevada
0: yeah right. and uh and so i would you know get get my horse and get in the you know we have this little trailer and i'd like
2: not literally your horse, but the one that you're, no, I own a horse. horse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so like I'd practice. And then when I was a freshman, I was a team roper. And so I didn't have anyone to rope with. I would just, just go to these rodeos and just sign up. It was like a singles mixer. Like an open mic rodeo. Yeah. (laughs) And I would just, then I'd back into the, 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 you know, like the, the gates or whatever and not the gates. What am I thinking? The, the box I'd, I'd be in like the, the healers box. And then someone would show up in the the other side, the headers box. And I would never have seen that person before. And then we'd engage in this thing that is very like timing based. Like he's going out to rope the horns and I'm going to try to swing in and rope, hind legs. So you this agree
1: like, in advance which bit of the animal you're going to rope.
0: Oh yeah, that's the one thing you have decided on. Like you like at a tails mixer, tails, it a single tail. Yeah, you just sort of say like I'm a tail <laughs> and then the other person then they just match you up like this head will go with this tail. And then when I was a junior, I there was a kid that I I went to high school with. that was actually on the football team and he and I roped together and then we could go practice and like we were actually competent that year. The other years it was just there's some I'm sure some embarrassing footage of
2: of you on a horse I, with yeah. a stranger,
0: yeah, with a stranger, like trying to swing. I want to
2: see you with a lasso. I, how have you? You're a stand-up comic who has the ability to rope a calf. How have you not <laughs> incorporated this into your act? Like it wouldn't be hacking, It'd be fascinating. Everyone would love it. That's...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like you're a juggler, like, it's not like <laughs> you're just doing a car trick at the end. I feel like
2: Steve
0: Martin used to do like the it's called the hula hand, which you just kind of like you know loop the rope around. A, but I think he cheated and just tied it into a knot. But that's like he learned rope tricks, which is insane that's that awesome. someone just saw that and was like, Oh, I wanna learn. But like when I was like twelve or thirteen, I, you know, the, the cool guys would just walk around just doing what? that with their ropes and I was like, How oh, that's <laughs> magic. It was like a magic trick.
1: So it's, I would just like practice. your yo yo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool like it took me years to get it. But then once I could, I, I felt pretty cool. Like
2: walking. you're saying walking through the halls of middle school with, with, with a, a lasso. With a <laughs>
0: lasso- <laughs> no, I never. Was, when I was like in elementary school, you could wear Wranglers and even boots and no one really cared too much. They might call you like the hick or something like that. So I typically and I just like to run around during recess anyway. So I never really wore boots then around junior high there became this fad this new kid moved to school and he wore boots and jeans and everyone thought he was the coolest but he didn't have a horse he didn't ride a rope or anything Uh and i had spent most of seventh grade whenever i wore like wranglers getting called like a hick or a shit kicker or something like that so i just like i don't need to put up with that shit for what i'm wearing Mm -hmm. so then eighth grade this kid comes now everyone in school is wearing Wranglers just out of nowhere oh suddenly God. everyone does and then like it would be you know a laundry day or something I didn't have other pants I'd wear like my beat up you know ranch pants and I'd get called a follower uh, so I really like uh. <laughs> I really hated both sides of it so much that like I never in high school I never walked along carrying a rope and my roping partner wore like shorts every day and just looked like kind of a punk so we didn't no one would have really picked out it was like having a secret power
1: or something did he
2: go off and stuff? a punk rock rodeo
1: (laughs) (laughs) alternative rodeo alternative rodeo you can
2: claim some like hipster cred for rodeo stuff and this guy just appropriated the fashion and none of the actual I'm the one who can do this (laughs) right yeah that was
0: really frustrating yeah like I would go home and then change into my gear to get on my horse and go ride and no one else did. I mean, I think there are even people that had horses and they just had no
2: interest in riding them. They're that just... is so much cooler. That is the coolest <laughs> non-cool thing. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't cool at the time, but like to think about badass David just looking at this jagoff with his boots who doesn't know how yeah. to.
1: You intend to then just to lasso just him one day to... for good measure? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's <laughs> <Pose> how...
2: <laughs> That's how like that the teen movie that was your story would end is like me roping him. His hat falls off. You put it on your head. And there happens to be a rope nearby, and oh, he's right. running down the hallway after stealing your girl, and you just... Well, I'm really sensitive
0: to now in movies and stuff where someone is roping, because it, it, there's there's a unique wrist motion to it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't come... not Like, if you just picked up a rope, you would want to do this.
1: Yeah, you you know, would like, with your whole arm, like, your whole, swing your whole yeah, arm? Yeah,
0: your wrist stays very rigid, almost like you're... Is what you would want to do, you're saying? No, oh. not at all. But that I think, instinctually, that's... Like, if the two of you picked up a rope... That's kind of what you'd want to do, a like straight your, arm circle. Yeah, like you were, like you had a, a skylight, and you were, you know, winding it up to open the window. Right. Okay, so, okay. so like kind of a crank. Mm-hmm. As opposed, to like your wrist is essentially so moving and like flicking an around, orbit. right? A little bit, yeah. It's, and and so in movies and stuff, I constantly watch for that, and it's so annoying. Like. It's just one of those little things. Like if cops, when they're watching how people hold guns, are probably
2: like, oh, come on. Yeah. No one does that.
0: And right. it's just, because
2: you're not actually flicking around a great amount of weight. It's like it's already kind of an equilibrium up in the air. So all you have to do is just give it that little bit with your wrist. Is that kind of the I reason, mean, it,
0: it's a loop. So to keep a loop open requires you to sort of make that motion with your hand mm-hmm. so if you're doing this you're collapsing the loop halfway through every time which a lot of people do like it's just it's open collapses open so to keep it open you want to just keep this plane sort of happening like this
2: i really want to see this now <laughs> what this is I, I honestly can't believe you haven't incorporated this into your act. That would be yeah, awesome. I don't know why. I get, hope you will.
1: I learned in a, in a very, like I wasted my first year at university learning how to juggle and do other things like that. And I can plate spin. And I remember like that's like to do spinning plates. It's a flick of the wrist. If but, we had, but like, you know, if if we were having a cowboy off and I just had a plate with a stick and you had the lasso. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you could get a plate and the first part where it's wobbly that seems the, the most treacherous to me, and then you get it going, and now it's just uh, spinning. Well,
1: you get, it gets to a point that you sort of get it round, but you've got to, you've just got to feel the momentum, and then you get it to a point. There's like an intermediate stage where where you're going around the full orbit, uh, but the stick's kind of constantly around the edge. Mm-hmm. And once you get that going fast enough, then you just hold the stick still, and it and it goes naturally to the middle. How many could you get up and going at one time? I don't know. I only had I only had like one or two to practice with, but. So I never really tried nice. I couldn't tell you, <laughs> did, you have, <laughs> did
2: you have the cheating plates That had like the uh, conical shape To the middle of them So they
1: They're all good. cheating plates Just so, like the, the ones That the performers used Just a little bit better hidden Oh the, really? There's the, yeah. no flat plates I, I mean I'm sure Like a f- slight No because it would still Need to be slightly conical It would still need to have A slight indentation Otherwise it would slip to the side I'm sure mm-hmm. Well
2: that, that's what I thought Was magic Is that some people Can do that And not yeah. have it slip to the side I don't know
1: yeah. um, People can spin
2: basketballs People can spin basketballs convex.
1: I've worked out what your movie would be, by the way. I think, like, you wouldn't lasso him. Uh, Like, the girl who went off with him Mm -hmm. would fall into a ravine. (laughs) And you'd you'd rope her to safety. Yeah.
0: Do you guys want to know some uh, interesting cowboy terminology? Yes. Um... You, no one says lasso or lasso. Like, it's just rope. Like, you rope something. Oh. That's a common one. People go like, oh, go lasso that thing. No no one would ever say that, like, on a ranch. The other is that all... People always say chaps, because that's how it's spelled. But mm. if you're around, like, cowboy folks, you, they're just chaps with an S-H. Really? Yeah. Wow. And by definition... None of them have asses in them. Otherwise they would just be like leggings or pants. I've always
2: yeah, what would what would ass full chaps be? I've always wondered that.
0: (laughs) So they're all that's just how they're designed is the ass is open. Um and then there is a smaller, like shorter chaps. They only go down below the knee. I don't think this has any sort of like um bigotry behind it. You you can't wear
2: those after Labor Day.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah. These are these are uh seasonal. But I mean they kind of are designed just more like for the brush, like to keep your legs from getting all, all roughed up. So, and it's when it's hot out, you don't want like full length shafts because then you'll be sweaty. So, they just make these half ones, which, and I don't think this term was coined in any way like out of a bigoted nature, but they're called chinks. Which, I'm sorry to bring that to your podcast, hey, if that's no, an inappropriate word, but it's so different. Like I don't if think you, the
1: word in itself is inappropriate. Like, you can talk about chinks and armor without... That's true. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: But I, there's something about cowboys having this sort of... There's a, there's a stigma that goes with being sort of rednecks, and it must have... You assume think, that. Yeah, they you assume, assume that. Assume and assumes. I always felt kind of uncomfortable thinking, like... This word must have started from some bad place, but yeah, it probably I I think probably so. I think it predates yeah. Okay, good.
1: Good. Predates any time where there be a need for a racial slur for <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that group of true. people. That's true. I don't know whether there's so at some point where we need a we need a racial slur now there there's too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> They've reached a point where we need a word. Well, Andy, like but Andy you you racism. play
0: guitar and surf plate spinning. Roping stuff, and we've got a pretty, uh, we can well, get a road show going. I maybe.
2: didn't mention my nerding out things growing up, which were yo yo, juggling, and origami. Ooh. So. Wow, that trumps everything. <laughs> I- <laughs> Because those are things that people think they don't care
0: about, and you see origami, and you're like, I have to know how you did that. I have yeah. to see immediately how you...
2: Although, really, origami, if you can just follow instructions well, that's, that's what it is. I don't invent
1: new... Of every hobby or skill, it's basically the one that requires the most obedience.
0: <laughs> Could you, when you were yo-yoing, do that thing where you have kind of a string here and a string here, and the yo-yo is going like it's on a
2: tightrope, kind of in the middle... No, I could, I can do, I mean, just like your basic stuff, like walk the dog, rock the cradle around the world. I forgot some of the names of the ones I could do, but they, they there was nothing crazy involved. The tricky thing with yo-yos is, 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 whether you want to, uh, God, we could go on. we're already, you ever use we're a already butterfly? At half an hour. I, I should you use a
0: butterfly yo-yo or use those standard?
2: are easier for like trying to do things where you catch it on the string. Yeah. I didn't use those as much, but I had, there was a thing called the yo that had a centrifugal clutch. So it would always sleep if you threw it fast enough. <laughs> like something would spin out from the inside and like uh-huh. make it spin free. And then Which you could w- just they started selling that
1: we had them in the toy shop that I worked in.
2: Yeah, but if you're a good enough yo-yoer, you don't need that because it's all with like the subtlety of how you throw it down and do or don't move your hand, whether it sleeps at the other rope or comes back up, mm-hmm. and then you can jerk it and get it out of its sleep. Or the Omega, as it slows, eventually it's going to come out of the sleep Correct. just because the clutch comes in. This is super. Nerdy. And then
0: how many so- balls could you juggle?
2: I can only do three. I can juggle pins, but but mats. I, I can believe...
1: juggle four balls. That's nice. amazing. And, and you can go in the circle. And I can do some tricks with yeah. Really? Yeah, that was. Why that was... is this not in your act? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know why that isn't in. That's my why act.
0: you said it's not like juggling. Yeah. There is a secret yearning in your end. Like I can't juggle. It's hacky. <laughs> but what I'd love to juggle.
1: Well, also because I'm not like I can't juggle. Like I can I can juggle better than most people but I can't <laughs> juggle like because most people can't juggle at right. all Yeah, it's a low but I, I definitely can't juggle as well as someone who says they're a juggler yeah like if someone actually is a juggler and looks at me like no I've, I can I can I do a can... few basic tricks and I can do a, th- a couple of things that look really impressive if you don't actually know that they're right. not actually impressive
0: I can juggle the same as most people which means pretty poorly right but I can I can make it go for about 20 seconds and then oh, it starts wow. to get it starts to get a little haywire that's not bad. That's that's, that's okay. juggling. Yeah, that's yeah. several loops. Yeah, I think that counts.
1: Um... Listen, we Do should. Do we have
0: something that tells We've talked about enough science for one podcast. <laughs> I know.
1: This is, uh, like, we always try to get to the stories quickly, and then you t- turned out to be in a child rodeo sensation. Yeah,
2: we can't be held responsible. <laughs>
1: Listeners, I our won fun.
0: buckles. I won spurs. Like, I won things in my you life. You were the never... world's
1: least likely. Like, for, like, I, I can't if believe it. If you put 10 of our comedian friends in a room and said which yeah. one used to be the cowboy.
0: No, yeah, I kind of enjoy that i like uh
2: the engineer cowboy
0: yeah
1: comedian engineer cowboy
0: i'm good with my hands but you'd never look at me and think that but like i can i can build stuff i'm pretty
1: i can't believe you haven't
2: written a spec script about this <laughs>
1: like, yeah because because you'd look at me like if you went said yeah matt matt learned how to juggle i don't think that would surprise anyone nah, that's not, his, not that's, that's not not not, crazy no that's not <laughs> I was like, yeah, that figures. Did he do magic as well? Not much, but a little bit. <laughs> just
2: the just the amount
1: you'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> just the the standard. You, just the amount you'd imagine looking at me.
2: <laughs> I wish I'd gotten into magic more. I tried, but I, I, I never took. It really. too, yeah, I had just a standard magic kit.
0: I liked it. I could, you know, the balls with the cups, that thing. Yeah, yeah. that was a nice one. The, the wand where you could uh, you move. The, it had the. The end of it, you could slide up to
1: make it smaller. so you made it look like the one was smaller, even though yeah. that one fooled no one, no yeah. one ever. That was the that was the <laughs> shittest of all four <laughs> magic tricks. Yeah, like just oh, the one's got smaller. How could it happen? Well, I'd imagine because the white pit slides over. Yeah, no, but think of another reason, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When you uh, when you first get that magic kit, they tell you that thing where you hold the wand and just sort of like shake Ugh, it. And yeah. you don't even want to try that. You're like, that's stupid. It's and that's the trick. one that gets everyone all the time. You're yeah. like, look, I'm going to make it into like a loose noodle. And, and then, then you then... realize
1: you don't even need a wand. You just use like a ruler it's or anything. a pencil. Yeah, you
2: can have a pencil uh-huh. and do it. Oh my God, the best. And then we'll do science. Last thing. Chris Angel has a uh, magic instructional thing that I watched as a goof. And it's the best because it's all those same standard issue, like first ever <laughs> magic thing. But yeah. it just comes with a with a DVD that has not even Chris Angel. I think he does the intro. <laughs> then it's just hands, and it just has creepy, like, Chris Angel-esque, shitty goth music playing, and it's over, like, a black velvet table. So it's like, mind freak. Is your mind freak now? It just does yeah. that. His shitty is trick.
1: coming away from the rest yeah. of his hand.
2: <laughs> that coin thing where the first peg just turns the coin sideways so the rest of the pegs can go through. It's like, yeah.
1: ugh.
2: Anyway, so, Matt, what do you have for us? Science. Let's get into it.
1: I'm going for I'm I'm starting big because we took a while to get to the story. Uh, to the first story, um, I'm kicking this right off.
2: Monkey midwife, monkey midwives, monkey midwife. Uh,
1: this is this isn't a proper science story, but it's a monkey. It's a monkey midwife, a monkey that has been observed helping other monkeys give birth, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is kind of like I always wonder, wondered about that. I did wonder like in the before humans had midwifery skills, right. And animals that don't have them at all. You just like, we need, like, we need people to help pull the people out of other people.
2: <laughs> monkeys are so people strong People who need people To pull people out of people <laughs> yeah, that's Are a, the luckiest people
1: That's a fake description Of midwifery But animals don't have that For it the most must part must just look So
0: aggressive As monkeys are so strong To just walk over and, and just rips it out In one take And then holds it up By the head
2: yeah, They're not like Taking time to boil water And, and
0: to
1: tear <laughs> strips of sheets He's not up. sitting there With <laughs> their hands together Like
2: come on Send
0: it out
1: This is a Yeah breathe 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 <laughs> and like one where one of them was putting a little gas mask over it giving it a little monkey epidural which by the way
2: i, I used to uh, date a labor delivery nurse and the idea of medical masks during birth is preposterous and it's just for, so everyone feels like they're part of something that's uh, sanita- like birth isn't a sterile procedure you're not you're not breaking any um boundaries that would require surgical masks you know what i mean oh okay like it's not hmm. like surgery you're, uh,
0: the, you you still don't trust anything coming out of the human body <laughs> I still want that mask, just for peace of mind. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm a bit Japanese in that way. <laughs>
1: He's so OCD when it comes to birth. It comes from things coming out of people.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was a girl on the uh, halftime show of one of the college bowl games where you like throw footballs through a thing, mm-hmm. and sh- and it was like, we're donating $100,000 to the uh, scholarship fund and putting this to tuition money, and then the girl wins it, cheating. My- She's like throwing it two-handed through just chest passing it through <laughs> and then they go great you won seventy thousand dollars or whatever what are you gonna do with it and she goes i'm studying to be a midwife <laughs> i was just like you get what that could have gone to so many better candidates just this <laughs> white girl that's gonna be a midwife midwife's a good job. no ridiculous no there's some inner city kid probably urban and by that i mean not white <laughs> And they could use that money so much to such a better advantage than this. I'm midwife. gonna completely
1: disagree. Hang on, I didn't realize midwives that people are have kind had of imp- oh, I'm
0: against <laughs> midwifery. you winning money to be a midwife. <laughs> you
1: know, midwives are like proper medical professionals. Like these aren't, proper these healthcare aren't maybe practitioners. on your
0: end of
2: things, but in the United States, you just go to the hospital. But, but you might but be thinking you- of doulas. So you thinking of a doula? Because that gets into some hippie territory. Oh,
1: okay, maybe that is. What yeah, I mean. like birthing, birthing helpers. Like I, I don't know, like. Certainly in the UK, and this is different in America, I've, I, I know a, a friend of mine back home who's a midwife, and she's like a trained, like normally she's... Like she how trained?
0: Like medically trained? Yeah, yeah, like the, fully medically trained. Okay.
1: Like, like the level of training, from what I can tell, is somewhere in between nurse and doctor.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I, I stand correct.
2: It's like a nurse plus... Yeah, so uh, like she, yeah. But she, is that the way it is here? Andy? Maybe because I feel it like might, here it's not. It as, might not be. I'm not sure if, and uh, you know, listeners chime in on Twitter or. I email feel like us,
0: when but... you're sitting at home watching a television, that lets you know that you're not doing great things with your life uh those are the things like are you tired of sitting at home on the couch wishing you had a better paying job and then when they scroll through all of them <laughs> midwife is one of them between
2: tv vcr repair and like, <laughs> right. refrigerator
1: they have like, technician. like weird yeah. like specific like forensic scientists isn't there csi <laughs> is like one of the options <laughs> which i think they probably put near the csi episode right, right blood
2: spatter analyst like mm, what's that you um, guys are gonna get so much hate
0: mail from all the midwives I don't know. I and think I, we
1: stuck up for the midwives. Yeah, that's
0: true. I'm going yeah, to get the, some angry yeah. letters. I apologize. Those aren't early adopters of But please tell me how think. much it costs you to become a midwife. That's $70,000. Maybe I just didn't like the girl cuz she cheated throwing the football. I think that's what I it think comes down to this: build yeah. up
1: this intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever it was she said like even if she'd gone like I'm going to donate it to this African village. <laughs> like fuck those African villages.
2: <laughs> you throw a football right <laughs> Fast forward to David's wife, like,
1: bleeding. Why couldn't we get a... Because she threw with two hands. <laughs> um, so these are these are um, uh, black snub-nosed monkeys, which live in these bands of over 400, but each band is divided into small groups around 10, which contain... Um, uh, most groups contain one male and several females, plus offspring, but they're also all-male groups. Do you want to know how many species of otters there are? Yes, I do. Are there a
0: lot? Twelve. Might be fourteen, but I think it's twelve.
1: <laughs> it's not.
2: It's, actually, I was going to say it's not very many. Then I realized I have I have no basis for any judgment, any guess. There are like two
0: hundred and thirty-five um, species of bats, and like eighty species of just fruit bats. So most other animals have a lot of different variations, uh-huh. and yet otters are pretty, pretty easy to identify
2: i've heard that, th- that there aren't that many bears either is that true like maybe just a handful of types of bears i like think that's true seven yeah. or eight bears maybe There's uh, there's probably more than that and there's only Not one species of bears. man
1: that's true, true. um <laughs> so here's here's what happened uh this is what these uh these people observed um the researchers found a female monkey uh gave birth to a first infant uh within 15 minutes uh And then she was sat in a rhododendron tree to do this, by the way. Which I don't know. Seems like that seems like pretty high level birth giving, anyway, to do it up a tree. Tree, yeah. That's that's one step up from a water birth.
2: The degree of difficulty in that one is pretty. Kodiak bear, polar bear, black bear. Is grizzly? Is grizzly the same as Kodiak?
0: No, that's a different one. That's they call the grizzly just the brown bear. Sometimes I think. I think those might be the same. I think those are the same. I think grizzly and brown are the same. And then there are, like, a lot of um, maybe Asian bears that we're forgetting.
1: Like the sloth bear. I'm going to look it up. But the panda, bear, it, is not a, panda not bear, a bear is not a bear. Yeah, it's not a... I'm going to look it and up. Nor is the koala. Well, Matt, right, right, well, yeah. Matt teaches us Which about is a the, shame.
2: the snub-nosed monkey midwifery. Yeah, <laughs> so, so
1: here's what happened. So the first baby came out easily, but then she started twisting her body and calling faintly. Um, after ten minutes, she started screaming, and another female climbed the tree. She was an experienced mother, according to the researchers and sat next to the laboring female uh, while the crown of the infant's head appeared. Once the head was fully exposed, the, um, the monkey midwife pulled the baby out with both hands and ripped open the birth membranes. And then, then apparently within a minute, the mother had reclaimed the infant from the midwife, severed the umbilical cord, and began eating the placenta. A few minutes later, the midwife went back down to the forest floor to forage. She's like, job done. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Sorted.
0: But how does she throw a football?
1: Ah, uh, hang on. It says she cheats. <laughs> it says two hands.
2: By the way, these monkeys have terrifying human skeleton looking fa- skull skull looking faces. These uh, snub nosed monkeys. Don't you agree, Matt? Are you, are you looking at a picture on? on I'm not looking device? at a picture. Yeah, they they really have these terrifying like they look like uh, uh like the the Danzig logo basically. Yeah, I don't care for that. No. So seeing that thing tearing open your uh, your birth birth, birth sac,
1: whatever that was called.
2: So, yeah, did, so I, are they going to put this monkey to use for future
1: monkey, monkey birds? The monkey is now actually being employed as a midwife. Excellent. <laughs> like that's the only thing they're going to do now. They it's cleaner. They eat the placenta afterwards, which is. Mm-hmm.
2: And is that a Good common room.
1: thing with mammals? Is that
2: uh, what mothers I, do? I don't know.
1: I do? didn't. I, I it doesn't say in this article, but I'd imagine. Uh, I'd imagine particularly depending on where you are, eating, placenta is strongly scented, blood and iron rich. Uh, if you eat it, it has the nutrients that will help you. Right. If you don't eat it, then it'll attract predators.
2: Oh, I didn't think about that part of it. Yeah, it's a hippie thing too, right? Hippies yeah, humans do it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: sometimes. H- hu- these these would humans... you
0: encourage your wife to do it?
1: Um, how do you know about my wife? <laughs> uh, I I I think it's probably up to her. I don't think we sit maybe you know sit down for a family meal, have a potenti casserole. <laughs> I, mean, maybe, I think it's more like an it.
2: omelet. You, you kind of have to.
0: Yeah, I think you got to go pretty like room temperature otherwise you cook out all the good stuff how does
1: uh, a <laughs> oh. how does a uh, yeah so you gotta have right like, raw food uh, placenta if anyone if any of our listeners have eaten a placenta please uh, email in probably science at com.
2: also if you're oh. a midwife and you want to bitch us out feel free to do the same yeah.
1: or tweet us uh, at probably science or just send us uh, a postcard to I've eaten a placenta uh, probably science PO box what's our PO box number again Seven two six nine. Seven two six nine. Um, um, America, um, um, America.
2: <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga, California 90023 Okay, so bears I just looked up bears And a list of types of bears I don't know if this is actual This is just the Wikipedia Of types of bears So I don't know if these are all species
1: But in the bigger categories See if like, for some of them Like Paddington bear <laughs> Right, there's
2: Paddington There's like There's just Baloo like, uh, Hairy obese homosexuals um, There's uh, Okay, so there are 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 bigger classifications within those of like there's a lot of brown bears so i guess total types it looks like there's like 20 but the main things the groupings into which they all fall are american black bear asiatic black bear brown bear giant panda so i guess it does count it there sloth bear sun bear never heard of a sun bear sun bear that was another one I polar bear on ursid hybrid uh, which I guess is only the grizzly polar hybrid and then spectacled bear, which would be your British, your Paddingtons, your more learned. Um, but yeah, Do you think so the
1: spectacled bear is actually smarter or just looks smarter?
2: That's the thing. Is like, those aren't even prescription. Yeah,
1: it's like Drew Carey.
2: At this point, it's just an affectation. You got the surgery. I'm sorry, Drew, but we we know you can see now. Didn't he stop wearing them anyway?
1: I he think started? he has stopped wearing okay. them. I don't please think please he, come on our podcast. I don't think he wears them when The Price is Right. Oh, okay. Uh, just for reference, in case there was any confusion there, Drew Carey not a bear, not a bear. He's not one of the species of bear. Not a spectrum. Nor bear. are we insinuating that.
2: Uh, so anyway, yeah, I got a story for us. Um, as a as a maths major and as a civil engineer at some point, oh, you got have- my
0: minor in mathematics, guys. Oh, so Come on. Come are you a on. fan of
2: prime numbers? <sighs>
0: Uh, I, no none of the math things that probably to you as a mathlete, where it was like <laughs> write out the biggest one you can or, none of that stuff ever really appealed to me in the sense that like if we're going to believe that there is infinity mm-hmm. it just seems so dumbed like it just what was the biggest one initially probably a hundred mm-hmm. digits or something it was not deep into the and now we every few years get a little bit further it still seems so stupid to me
2: well, I mean sometimes it's not just like this exercise and I did it and everyone else is trying to find it. I don't think it's purely uh, academic. Like there are actual practical uses for encryption and things. Like the higher yeah. the larger a prime number, the more useful it would be as as a uh, key I used to understand like RSA encryption. Did you ever well, study Yeah
1: that? the way, the way it works, um the idea behind public key encryption is basically you wanna have a code where um rather than like old-school codes where both sides need to know the same code, coding information, and if one side f- loses that code or to the enemy, then they can decode everything. Mm-hmm. The idea is you want to have a code where one person can encrypt it, uh, but not decrypt it. Or decrypt, is that the word? Break it, crack it, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So you, you want to have a mathematical process to do that that's one way, that's easy to do one way and really hard to do the other.
2: So there could be a number of different people able to encode. But oh, oh, I'm sorry, which is the many, which yeah, is the so, one?
1: So, so it, it it has uses both ways. So, for example, on the internet, say you want to, um, say you're a finance uh, trading company, say you're a credit card processing company, uh, you want to you want to be able to give everyone who uses your website the way to encode their data to send it to you, their credit card details to send it to you. Mm-hmm but you want to be the only one who can then inc- who can then decode that and find out
2: right so that in- in- encryption key should credit-
1: be the same as the, the decryption yes. key yeah so so that's incredibly useful for internet transactions for sending private messages and what you need for that is any kind of mathematical process a function that's easy to do one way and very hard to do the other so um so most most uh forms of encryption like you know the most basic replacement, the most basic form of encryption where A goes to B, B goes to C, C goes to D. Mm-hmm. If you know that process, you can reverse it instantly. It's exactly as easy to do it backwards as it is to do it forwards. Um, if, on the other hand, you do this, if you have a process that relies on two large prime numbers, um, it's very easy to multiply two large prime numbers. It's very hard to work, to prime factorize a large number.
2: Because you would have to continually keep dividing that final number by successively larger and yeah, larger there numbers. Are ways to, to, there are
1: ways to do it that are quicker, but it's still a very, very lengthy, slow process. It's very hard right. to break a large number that's the product of two primes into those two primes. Right. So that's basically... that's, so that's ba- the
2: usefulness, the larger the prime, the, the longer it would take, because any of those encryptions eventually could be cracked, but if you just lengthen the amount of time it would take the world's fastest processors to do it, yeah, so if you it becomes have, So the
1: longer these keys are the harder they... And it, it is exponentially more difficult.
2: I was
0: led to believe that you guys didn't know stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, here's the thing. I know stuff in the most hand-wavy way. If you <laughs> ask me to now write down the equation, which I had to in my exams, at some, like I, I, there was one of the questions in my finals, I remember at university, was explain explain this process. And you can't do it the way I just did with words. You actually have to write <laughs> down the equations. Wow. Uh, but... So there was a point that I I knew how it worked. Now I'm just like, they use this fact and do a thing with it. <laughs> it's just, well, how do they how do they apply that process? How do they apply those two large prime numbers to encoding? <laughs> hey, don't
2: worry about it. Don't worry about it. But no, what you said is is right on. I'm just reading up on RSA encryption, and uh, yeah, you you would compute um, a, a, a modulus which would be the product of two large primes, and that would be something that you'd use as the the way of deriving both the public and the private keys for the encryption so yeah yeah, the larger those numbers are the harder it would be to ever crack those so the point Uh, of all this the way
1: that process that process the way that it also does work both ways as well as being able to give everyone in the world the two like the the public key Mm -hmm. and they encode it and you're the only one with a private key and you can decode their credit card details whatever you can also prove that you're legit using the private key to encode stuff and then they use the public key to check that it's you because only you could be the one who encodes it. So you can then go, I'm the, I'm definitely the credit card company sending this message back to you.
2: You're saying, so th- the process does work in the opposite
1: direction? It does work in the opposite direction but you still can't work out what the public key is in the private You would
2: just see that you got the message uh-huh. correctly from them indicating they had the yeah. correct private key. Yeah. So you can trust it. When
0: you hear one of these stories like when a hacker has gotten a like a database or knowledge of something it, like this it's it's never it's not the encryption key
2: it's never almost never That i mean like because it's just it, there's no shortcut to to f- figuring out uh this i mean there i guess maybe there are some algorithms that w- could speed up a search for the factors yeah, and of, I, I
1: could be i, I could be wrong but, yeah, but from my understanding is when people have hacked it into computer systems they're not they're not cracking the code they're not they're not, not, they're, not they're not taking that code and cracking it they're finding ways into the system. They're bypassing to, that door. Just at the big, be- just
0: in the most basic sense,
1: guess the two prime
0: numbers they started with, or, or somewhere along. If you along could
2: guess these prime numbers, which are however many digits long, then yeah, you would have both keys, right?
1: Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's not. I, like from my understanding, like that's not when you, whenever you see there's like a security leak and a thing it's that's never... that's nothing to do with that that's mm-hmm. that's clever computer coders or finding just, bugs in someone's code uh, okay. or
2: just social th- like that whole phone hacking scandal was just celebrities and and dignitaries and politicians who never changed their default password on their voicemail that's all it was <laughs> yeah well, yeah
1: that's um yeah again from what i understand like uh, the vast majority of hacking and cracking is is people doing stuff like that or, or people being tricked into giving up their passwords mm-hmm. or or even people doing versions of that thing um like I I know I know two people who were possibly hacked in that process in that tabloid thing because they were prominent bloggers who were once secret bloggers. Yeah. Uh and uh and who got exposed, you know, hey, here's the secret identity of this b-. um and both of them suspect that at one point they got an email from a journalist that just had like a like a spam attachment that was actually a piece of malicious code designed to try and back like hack into their system. Hmm. open a little wow. a back door because that's much that's, that's the way you get into those things and also when you're talking about people hacking into those systems they're not encoded using this stuff that's not what that, that coding is used for right right um, that's used for like sending an encrypted message mm-hmm. not for locking down a system yeah so the whole, oh, sorry go ahead
2: I've
0: you know worked a little bit like I'm sure you have obviously a lot more with like electrical but writing like C plus plus or any Visual Basic or where you are seeing loops and and actual coding mm-hmm. I still don't understand how you send an attachment that just is like a rabid animal. And then once they click on it, it just opens the cage and they get in there. Like, I don't see how that code starts to work. I don't, that is so foreign to me to like where it enacts itself, where it attaches and starts running its own code.
2: I mean, I, I don't know either, unless what the thing you're attaching is actually an executable application, in which case it does make sense, but if it's just something embedded in, I mean, I think a lot of times it's just taking advantage of, of, of security holes in, in things like Microsoft Office products, you know, like if there was some,
1: or even people just putting in their passwords. Like I remember, I got I got scammed um, once when MySpace uh, was still the thing we were all using. Where it, I just fell for that most basic. Uh, someone had a video on their on their feed that they sent to me, or in a message, and I clicked on the video, and then it took me to a MySpace login screen. Uh, and I just went, Oh, I must have signed must have signed me out. And I like, just typed in my username and password again like an idiot, <laughs> not realizing that it wasn't a MySpace login right. screen, it was a fake one. <laughs> and then and then everyone else, and then I suddenly got a flood of messages from people asking why I'd send out a bulletin advertising a, a porn website.
2: Or a Macy's gift card. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big thing for a while.
1: But that, that's what that's what the vast majority of hacking is. The vast majority of hacking is is little more sophisticated than uh than those Nigerian scam emails. Like yeah. it's just put in your details here, okay. And and we fall for it time time again. And then some and then more sophisticated versions of that. And then there are obviously those people who are doing incredibly clever computer stuff and bypassing bank security systems and I don't understand to, a single thing about that.
0: We're flying drones and wars and now we're not even grifting people face to face. Like if someone came up and swindled you at a grocery store and oh yeah yeah here you go i'll give you it and you'd be like ah i got grifted good but when you just click on the wrong email there's, there's no fun no. You kind
2: of respect the person who's doing it face yeah. to face there's a certain yeah. amount of dignity there's a charm yeah. to that grift yeah. well uh grifters it, online grifters looking to crack these codes are going to have an even tougher time because uh the world's longest prime number has now been fa- i mean another prime number even larger than yes. the previous known exactly. largest prime. We found
1: it. We found <laughs> the <is> world's... This <laughs> is the last one, or none bigger. But there, are, there are an infinite number of primes. Uh, and...
2: Until 2000... Or since 2008, the largest prime uh, has been t- almost 13 million digits, but now one has been found uh, that is 17,425,170 digits long, so... Which is ludicrous. It's insane, and I can't imagine how one would even do that, but that was a... Uh, um, Let's see. Curtis Cooper, a researcher at the University of Central Missouri, reported, reportedly spent four years searching for this new prime, and in late January his quest was confirmed. Behold, the new longest prime number in the world. It's two uh, raised to the power of about 58 million. Minus one. Minus one. Oh yes, because then it would be a factor of yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's, uh,
1: again this is like mini facts I'm remembering from school, uh, but that's that's a Mersenne prime.
2: They're often which, adjacent to...
1: Yeah, a lot of the large prime numbers that get found fall into this pattern, which is two to the power of... I think it's normally an existing prime number, so two to the power of a previous prime number, minus one. Oh, okay. Which tends to produce a lot of prime numbers, but not hmm. but not exclusively. There's no pattern that's been found that always generates prime numbers. Yeah, that's you the interesting thing about will primes, be, or is it
0: just too obscure right
1: now? No, I think the way primes tend to work is that you can't find a... What's interesting about them is there doesn't seem to be any kind of formula that generates them. Right. But a lot of them fall into certain patterns, and there are certain types of groupings. And this is a very common one, this pattern.
2: Which, by the way, we didn't even explain. For for listeners that don't know what a prime number is, it's a number that can only be divided by one in itself. It has no other factors. Yeah. Which is why when you multiply two primes to create one of those keys... It's so difficult to find out what those numbers are because you couldn't you sub, can't break it down anything. You break further. down that, nu- that number into anything but those two. The prime factorization would just be those two numbers. So, anyway, just wanted to clarify that in case anybody was shaking their fists at their uh, iPod this whole time.
1: <laughs> what is, I like this? the idea that someone is doing that. Like, someone just has the iPod in <laughs> the corner of the lounge, like the old Wild. <laughs> you people!
2: <laughs> <laughs> the family's gathered around, Mom is doing her knitting, and yeah. What are they talking about? Um, so so uh, yeah, you, you you did mention that this was a Mersenne prime, um, and every number that is thought to be a prime has then has to be thoroughly tested for divisors. So there's also a process of that after you think you've found one that everybody has to review that to make and, sure. It's, and they
1: quite often um, they quite often use uh, distributed computing for that. They, like I remember. At one point, I had one of those running on my computer as a screensaver.
2: Are you talking about the Great Internet Mersenne Prime Search or Gimps, as they call it? Yeah,
1: I think I might have even had that, or maybe I had the the Finder, uh, the SETI one instead, Finder Space Signal.
2: Oh, I remember that in but, college, friends of mine did.
1: But that. yeah, they take these these projects take advantage of like there are there are two ways you can get huge computing power. You can either have a supercomputer, which costs a fortune, and you have to pay for the amount of time you get to use on it. Mm-hmm. Or you can try and get these projects up and running where you write a program that distributes the tasks across thousands and thousands of home computers. So people just, you know, when your laptop's on and it's computers on and it's not doing anything, when the screensaver comes on uh, instead of just going to a slideshow of your holiday pictures, um, it runs a program that's that's checking for prime numbers or checking for signals or looking for asteroids or whatever. Um... And yeah, this, it, I believe, is one of these processes. Yeah, it's
2: said that that GIMPS uh, harnesses the computing power of 360,000 volunteer processors to find new, ever-larger primes. So thanks for contributing, everybody. Although I guess this scientist did... Uh, I'm not sure how he... If this was if, if maybe that system was used just to check this or if it was used to find it. It said, uh, after Cooper made his discovery, one computer among his prime-searching network spent 39 days to prove the number was truly prime and other independent researchers have since verified the discovery so
1: good work i like to think it was just like one smart guy with a pen and paper <laughs> just <laughs> like a massive blackboard <laughs> just had one all-nighter because like ah i'm tired yeah. but we found it and by day he was a janitor <laughs> he just exactly. he just left a 17 million character prime number just on on the every, on the door on the glass door in between <laughs> every child in
2: the, in the world is lined up to make room for it, Matt, do you have another story for us?
1: Uh, yes, I do, but uh, I got I got distracted because I was too busy thinking about large prime numbers.
2: And I'm still thinking about rodeos. Was there a clown in any of these competitions? Oh yeah, definitely. That was still a thing. Yep. There do was, do uh... some
1: kids specifically choose clown as the path they're going to go on? Like, no, it's do...
2: usually
0: uh, like an adult. Like they, they didn't have kids. Also, like the, the adults are there, sort of supervising everything from yeah. when you're like in junior rodeo and then high school high school rodeo. They have like. That's someone's job. I wow. thinking back on that. Wh- who is that? <laughs>
1: like and what, you, what did that your person do before? Like what? But like what? I think it's
0: someone that like what was bags the groceries down? or something. And then they're like, oh, I make fifty bucks a day when I go do this at the rodeo or something like. That. It can't be a full time gig traveling to high school rodeos to be a clown. <laughs> There's just no way. <laughs> But I know that they would come over and like you know every now and again a kid would fall off and catch like a spur in you know like the flank strap or something and a clown would come over and like save him or help him out. Uh-huh. Or I one time I I got bucked off of a calf I was riding in a junior rodeo and the calf like started it had pink eye, but it, but it was like grinding its head into the ground and everyone thought it was like trying to like grind me into the ground uh-huh. and the the clown came over and like hazed it out of the way and moved it off and so. He got to feel like a hero that day. And I was It was, it was just
2: trying to scratch its eyes, is what you're saying. Yeah, we watched like it, it on wasn't... the
0: video afterward. Yeah, it was just like just rubbing its eye into the ground. But when it's kicking up its legs and doing that and it just looks feverish, yeah. it, it looks dangerous. You're right. Like, oh, right. the Thing's gonna go kill someone. Um, but it wasn't really like a Send attacking in the clowns. <laughs> I'm so steamed up about midwives. Because like, <laughs> someone's going to get so incensed. Like, hey, mister, midwives so reasonable. One, it's a sexist term. We need to change. That's so antiquated to be a midwife. It sounds so ridiculous and out of touch. And what's the, can you just be a nurse? Does it cost $70,000? I've always...
2: And throw the ball correctly. I just have a lot. <laughs> Actually, I think I remember reading... Something about the origin of the word midwife that was not what I expected. But Matt, I'll let you do a story, and if I find well, something, well, I, on I this... was
1: gonna. This is a quick story while we're still talking about crowd um, distributed computing and crowdsourcing. Because um, this is a project that some people have set up um, at the University of Maryland uh, that allows untrained crowdsource workers um, to, from Amazon's Mechanical Turk service, I have no idea what the hell that is, uh, to zoom through the streets using Google Street View. And find and label potholes, of structured pathways, and broken curbs to help people using wheelchairs or walking aids. Wow, which is quite quite good, right? There's yeah, actually, yeah. like, it, I mean, it's ridiculous now how much of the world Google has mapped.
2: Yeah, I, I can't believe it. It's it's. I stayed at a
0: hotel with someone that was driving one of the Google cars. And it really created such a sad image that you you associate <laughs> it with like drones and satellites out there. And, oh no, but I've seen it, those cars. It's yeah, like a it's little, just a lonely traveler. It's Like a little golf in. cart
1: with a bubble or, with a, yeah. like a camera on the top.
0: And then he locks the doors and goes in and checks in, has a lonely dinner, stays in
1: the holiday inn. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah, like the loneliest. And back
0: on the road the next day, just mapping the world.
2: You give me so many <laughs> script ideas today. <laughs> like high school secret rodeo champion the story of the google
1: maps driver guy it's yeah, just a little documentary on the life of that guy just following him from town to I town i would
0: really watch that it seems so sad just seeing that little car on the parking lot and knowing there's no friends coming to join him there at the holiday Inn. there's yeah. no
2: it's it just but what seems... if there's this whole community of it like, what if it's you know if they bond the way truckers do like they ha- maybe they have their own have you seen the car? Like like that car
0: is designed for all the technology in it. It is not like human comfort. He's just crushed in there to the side with a giant camera next to him or her. But I get the sense that it's a, a dude job. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a community of them connected and like, isn't
1: this great? We're Google people. While you were waiting in the hotel, while you were in the hotel and he was parked outside, were you tempted at all to just like print out a picture of grass and tape it to the outside of his camera (laughs) (laughs) it's all fields this is just all fields
0: (laughs) yeah i wish you like it'd be great to have like a micro film of just a really grotesque looking bug (laughs)
1: like a monster (laughs) yeah yeah, it's just just
0: terrifying
1: oh my god it's everywhere
0: (laughs) uh I, our our views of like the future, we're so aggressively trying to do that, and they always come from that place of neat. We could spot potholes. Neat. We could fix things. We can see. And then the yeah. other is very like, yeah, but then they can zoom in and find you anywhere. Like we really are going to be in that sort of, I thought like Minority Report did a good job with that. Where yeah. Just your you ocular scans everywhere and spying on you. It, it there was
2: me. for a while. There was a picture of uh, the girl I was dating her house on Google Street View with with my car parked in front, like proving that I was like think about if anybody's ever been outed as cheating on somebody because yeah. someone else's that car mu-
1: that must have happened. Yeah,
2: it's been on the Google Street View.
1: Yeah. And there's been a few people like like they've mostly blurred people out and caught it, but there's been a few people who've been like just sunbathing topless in their backyard. Yeah, and, yeah. The Google camera just <laughs> <laughs> perving on everyone
2: so this you're saying this project is is going to be used to so of create a just a mapping of all the uh, uh not eccentricities why can't think of human words for things yeah and there's another, the there's another similar
1: organization as well called fixmystreet.com but there's there's just a lot of this is something that like the good sides of one of the good sides of mass technology now there's just this general crowdsourcing where with the right program behind it or the right organizer you can just harness the collect a power of a lot of people uh you know in the same way yelp both, or, or wikipedia both both are phenomenal and abysmal resources depending on who gets the handle right. on them yeah
2: yeah by the way yelp reviews all that kind of stuff everything rating wise that's like that even netflix the ratings are useless Completely everything's useless, a wash yeah. everything's a wash everything comes out to three and a half mm-hmm. everything on netflix is three and a half stars every review on yelp given enough time like, everything will asymptotically approach, like, probably 3.6 as the review for anything, <laughs> rendering it totally useless. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, except, like, expertise. Like, that's why I
1: I do... Or a better... Like, maybe a better um, algorithm, rather than just... Because I, I think at the moment, with those things, they're just taking the average. Right, yeah. They're just taking... I mean, but but was there, it better... there should be some smarter way of chopping off, like... You know, like, the way diving scores or whatever, they get rid of, like, yeah, the top I two and the bottom two. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what they need to employ. At least some version of that to give... Or just they should, the amount of letters used in the review should incrementally decrease that person's weight of their score. Because when someone writes just a diatribe, you're like, this person is unbalanced.
1: Don't spend your time doing this on the internet. It's not as helpful as you think it is. And also, there should be something that weighs up what that person has also reviewed in other things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if that person only ever gives one One or five star star reviews...
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with IMDb. All you people that put Shawshank Redemption to the top of the list for a while there, because it was a period when that was the quote-unquote best movie of all time. It's a good mm-hmm. film. It's, it is it's good- perfectly good. Yeah, It's a serviceable movie. Yeah, the best movie of all time. Ridiculous. When
0: when the arts or uh, any sort of entertainment are put in the hands of the people, that is a terrible idea. Yeah, That's essentially yeah. what's happened with Netflix. And But was it better when giant record labels... Could own and be sort of the tastemakers. I'm
1: like, here, this yes. is who we've deemed to be the top. I this only recently found out how they test TV shows. And like, I, I knew they have focus groups, but I did, I thought they got like survey them afterwards. But they have a dial. Like, I only just found out. Like, they they sit. Everyone gets given this sort of control box with a dial on it, and mm-hmm. they watch the show, and they continually turn it to the right when they're happy and turn it to the left when they're unhappy. <laughs> and that's and it's been graphed in real time as a continuous process. It's,
2: it's so crazy. Does and it so take they, into account the, the flow of emotions that a show is supposed to produce? Yeah. But Does if it take they, that into account? Like, it sort of goes like, oh, I like that
1: guy. And he spikes. So then they're like, <laughs> so then they're like that guy needs to be in all the episodes. <laughs>
0: oh, they did I that on like The that Simpsons. That's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, reaches over and like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> blinks it when like there's a dude with his shirt off or something like that that but um i had a thought there as far as oh like big corporations when people hate them but they don't really have an intuitive sense of as to why and it's that like when someone creates something that they care about meaning like we're going to manufacture this product or market it and sometimes that is entertainment like this is something we care about we want to it gets it gets big word of mouth gets out like this is great this person is brewing great beer or they're Mm -hmm. making shoes that are really comfortable and functional and then they maybe get a franchise or it gets just too big. You start hiring people. And that person that was maybe in charge of it and loved it goes, you know, I, I don't want to work this hard. I want to bring in a team, right? But you don't hire someone that's done the same thing. You hire someone that's gone to school and learned how to like, generate a profit and market stuff and that's when you go from like oh we're making this show that we really feel good about and there's a lot of depth to it and character development to sitting in rooms with people just with buzzing. So are like
1: <laughs> they like they like the gun guy yeah
0: <laughs> green shirt guys it's a green shirt he's going to make this show a hit well that is that
1: is to an extent that is cargo cult thinking that's that's the, the that's absolutely like that this is the thing that's working well no it could be the complex series of of yeah of events that have led to that thing and the context of that guy. No, no. It's when that guy comes in and he says yeah. those words. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get him to come in and say those words in every episode <laughs> and people will be happy with that. And how
0: many things have you known how you felt about them exactly when you're watching it? I mean, yeah. You have a good sense, but you're probably 85%. You go a couple of days after and you're like, I really hated that movie. Or the other side. Which yeah, or just like, that yeah.
1: movie. Oh, that, that was good. Yeah, it stuck but with get, me a little bit. I guess bit. for network TV, they're really, it's about, yeah, Or TV in general, it's about the advertisers. So it is actually to an extent about how happy people are in that exact moment. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm happy right now, and I'm I'm feeling good about myself, and I'm going to stay on this channel. What's this product? I'll carry on watching. Yeah.
0: But think about watching something and having to decide how you feel the entire time. What percentage of your mental capacity is on the actual show? Exactly.
1: Yeah. They do they do that throughout the um the presidential debates as well. Right. Like they've got um a CNN, like, when they rerun it, they've got the, like, they, I remember they show the thing in its entirety and then immediately afterwards, like, once they've done all the little post-interviews and everything, they re-show the entire debate. And this time with their news, with their ticker underneath for how much... How happy people are, and it's divided to like men and women. Well, no, there the were, lines live, and it's were like-
2: live ones during the actual debate this year. I think yeah. there were like there were charts, and they, the two lines that intersect. When someone gets an applause break, someone mentions yeah, like
1: so, you know, so the when flag. Someone does something good, like Obama. Obama scored a point, and then and then the line goes up, and then he gets nailed on something, and the line goes down again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Or he,
2: he does that uh, the great zinger about uh, bayonets and it's like yeah, the it's blue like, yeah. thing spikes <laughs> <Yeah>. like boom <laughs> mic drop yeah <laughs> that was the best you guys yeah speaking of things you know you like right away though go see side effects guys listeners to this podcast I just I was late to this taping because I went to go see the new uh, Steven Soderbergh movie side effects awesome don't read about it, just trust, trust in the expertise. This is
0: coming from a guy who described the Shawshank Redemption as serviceable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Side effects was really fun. Uh, and actually I went to see that because I trusted in expertise, which I think we're all lacking. Like with, yeah, everybody's got an opinion and a lot of people like to bash the idea of critics, but like critics serve a great purpose when, I mean, not for everybody, but if you find a critic whose opinion you share or who you think has a valid understanding of things, then when they say something is good or bad, it carries some weight because we right. don't have infinite time to go watch everything. And I, so I didn't even read the review; I just saw the AV Club gave it a B Plus I'm like, those guys know their shit. Like that's mm-hmm. gonna be a good a good movie. So I, d- I saw it; it was good. You know what else they gave a B too? Uh Love you, mean it with Whitney Cummings, the show that I worked on that just got canceled this week. So thanks a lot, E. We appreciate that. Uh, Andy's out. Andy's out of a job. A little bitter. <laughs> I'm unemployed now. Yeah, it was a funny show, you guys. I was proud of it. Anyhow, uh bigger and better things, right? That's right, dude. <laughs> Matt, do you have one that story for us?
1: Uh yeah, why not? Well there's a few stories I was I was ju- picking between me. This is this is one of these stories, um a sort of accidental possible possibly good, but maybe not byproduct of pollution. Mm-hmm. Uh it was like um It's this is an article in the New Scientist that says uh sooty ships uh maybe geoengineering by accident. Uh so this is um soot from oil burning ships is dumping about a hundred about a thousand tons of soluble iron per year across sixty six million square kilometers of ocean. Um which sounds like a terrible thing. But it turns out um fertilizing the world's oceans with iron has been controversially proposed as a way of sucking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere <laughs> to curb global warming. Yeah,
2: that's why we did it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh Apparently, some geoengineers claim that releasing iron into the sea stimul- will stimulate plankton uh, blooms because it's a... I guess it it's a fertilizer. Uh, and the plankton absorbs carbon. But, th- I mean, the trouble is... Uh, I mean, there's, there's a couple of problems with this. Firstly, geoengineering is such an inexact science. It, like, it's a... It's one of those things that's being proposed as a kind of last-minute ditch attempt to... Like, there's a there's a few big things that we can maybe do to stop global warming when it becomes, like, we're, we're about to die. Uh-huh like things that seeding the atmosphere with uh, sort of reflective particles that block out some of the sunlight like <laughs> uh like there, there's very various... building Mr Burns's giant sunblocker yes. basically yeah like stuff effectively that uh and this is one of those grand proposals I, they, but there's been a moratorium on like, it no one's allowed to actually do this uh because but it's well, because when someone proposes it they're like okay well let's let's do some really small scale experiments first because right, right. often when people try and do that it's like when uh, there's been numerous times in various countries where someone has, with the best of intentions, introduced a new species into the environment to deal with a problem, mm-hmm. only for that <laughs> to just become a massively bigger problem. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it turns out that it's kind of happening by accident because of pollution. Um, uh, but here, here's one of the problems. Experiments suggest you change. If you change the population of algae, uh it causes a shift from fish dominated to jellyfish dominated ecosystems.
2: (laughs) That's how we all go down. We all get stung, we're all peeing on each other
0: and then
1: (laughs) Um So uh It I don't know it This would like it would be illegal it would be illegal to intentionally drive these oil-burning ships back and forward as a geoengineering experiment. <laughs> but it isn't illegal to drive them back and forth anyway and accidentally be doing the geoengineering. Right,
2: right. That's the
0: we are the worst. Like, people get really upset about global warming and why aren't we attacking it? Why aren't we fending it off and, and getting rid of the massive amounts of CO2? It, the end result is always like, why? Because it'll save people. And who's creating this global warming? People. It's just this <laughs> stupid
1: closed yeah. loop. Like, Except it's well, not you, you, because it's kinda like who's causing it? Very rich people in towers where they're safe. Right. Who's in trouble? <laughs> the poor people who live in places where bad weather kills all of the village.
2: God, yeah, I've heard I've heard stories recently about the air quality in China and how it's equivalent to like sitting in a smoking lounge at an airport or something. Yeah. And there
1: are other you know uh, when there's when there's a drought and crops fail that I don't know, that doesn't affect the CEO of ExxonMobil right like mm. that they're still able to they're still able to buy bread they're they're getting wheat from somewhere it's still yeah
2: it's not going to hurt them i'm I'm curious about David's thing now because it reminds me of a of a bit i don't know if you still do in your act uh you know uh, that's sort of anti humanist or sort of like <laughs> eh, you know we we deserve we're just here for a little while on earth and it might decide to yeah. Us off. is that your real take <laughs> on do you care about humanity are you a misanthrope
0: um i'm a misanthrope in but a lovable misanthrope you no don't, don't i i individually i care about people a lot but i also it's it's not fun in any way to have to see these mass sort of um you know whether they're like a natural disaster type event or yeah. or even just when you know someone personally and they pass away. So there is a part of me that does kind of root for like a giant event, like just tidal waves worldwide or uh, and then everyone going together, which seems like it would be terrible. But there's some sort of comfort in that knowing like that we'd all go at I, the
2: same time. I feel that too. Yeah, yeah. Or like an asteroid or something, something even faster yeah. than that. So it's, it's like if everyone dies, you almost can't care about it. If yeah. some people die, it would be awful. If everyone is just gone, it's like, it's a I wash. I think it's moderately
0: compassionate to feel that way as opposed yeah. to like, no, they should all die off one by one as the world increasingly gets more chaotic and dangerous and unstable. So you want,
1: you want us all to enter into a suicide pact?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I want us to yeah, like see an asteroid coming. You're like the an crazy dad coming. who's like...
1: <laughs> Aren't gonna get my family.
0: <laughs> if there was an asteroid coming, I like Andy and I would be out there being like, "Let's just call down the lasers. Let's
2: just relax and let it wipe us out." Well, I mean, I think I would probably be trying to talk to some ladies about. Listen, we've got like five, six
1: hours. Uh, let's yeah. make it count. Which yeah. of you ladies shares my opinion on this and likes origami? <laughs>
2: Because I've,
1: I've got a crane here.
2: <laughs> one of my favorite subgenres of like quote-unquote love songs is, but, the, is the ones where the, the male singer is trying to talk uh, a woman into having sex because who knows, we might all be dead tomorrow. Like, There's a lot <laughs> of songs that fall into that. You'd be surprised how many. I love the image of you
0: doing origami or yo-yoing and just about sealing the deal and Matt comes up spinning plates
1: and whisks her away. Only for you to gallop past with your lasso. (laughs) Literally like hook her, pull her up onto
2: the saddle behind you as both of us are just, his plate falls he just looks off. My yo-yo just falls and then, and then we, we just bo- and then
1: there's just two of us are sadly having dinner with a rodeo clown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just thought your plate drops, my yo-yo falls. We both look at each other, shrug, and then start making out with each other. Is what I thought happened. Is that oh, not is, I don't know. Six six my, uh, Sixty cool. episodes, and it comes to that. <laughs> Guys, I, it's a long game. Listen, I'm in it for the long haul. I wasn't uh, going for. I wanted to prove these feelings were real. Yeah. <laughs> so drop it's the mic. Probably let's do this.
0: homosexual.
2: <laughs> It took me so long just to get Brooks out of the equation. <laughs> uh, David would just leave. Sorry to be a wedge here, guys. That's okay.
1: Um, on that note, as a wedge, do you do you have any, uh, any things coming up? Any any stuff to plug? Um, I when does this come out? It'll come out
0: tomorrow or oh, tonight even. Monday uh, the eleventh, February nineteenth. I'm doing a show at Lestat's in San Diego, and I have a new CD coming out in like April 9th. Nice. And, uh, yeah, looking forward oh, to get, that. And get
1: your CD, and you're on Twitter as well.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, oh, uh, at Huntsburger Junk is the Twitter name. Huntsburger
2: uh, with an E or a U?
0: Uh, it's a U in the beginning and then two E's at the end. So B E R G E R. And then it's com. Um, this
1: is probably redundant because I'm guessing our listeners are a subset of your listeners, but <laughs> listen to Professor Blastoff as well if you don't already.
0: Oh, yeah, please do. And we're doing a big uh, nationwide tour in the spring, probably like late April and May. So, nice. Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, go and,
1: go, go and listen to that. Andy, you got stuff coming up?
2: Um, I'm going to be in uh, on the competitive erotic fan fiction show at uh, Meltdown Comics. Oh, I've um, still
1: never been to that, but it's meant to be great.
2: It's in mid-March. Um, yeah, I'm not right. sure. Check out... If you Google competitive erotic fan fiction, you will find it. So I'll plug it again later, so okay. I'll let you know the exact
1: Um data. And find... Oh, so, oh, yeah. At some point, I'm doing... Uh, I'm going to be on the Nerdist TV show. It's oh, taping nice. on this, Sat- this Saturday, the 16th, but I don't, know, I don't know how to get tickets. But look out for that. Can uh, I come? Yeah, you can come. Okay. Nice. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Um. obviously follow us at Probably Science uh, please subscribe if you don't already if you like the show subscribe because that helps us and numbers. leave comments leave- the, the that Give helps. more
0: stars and if you're thinking of writing negative comments maybe just don't be harsh on a free podcast
2: you jerks <laughs>
1: Thanks for that, David. Yeah, you bet. Uh, yeah, after all of our talk
2: about like how meaningless the opinions of the masses are, <laughs> yeah. please listen to how you feel. Please, <laughs> Give uh, us some stars. As
1: meaningless as they are, we are stuck in this system. So <laughs> we might not like democracy, but we're going to work it to the best of our ability.
2: <laughs> so do, uh, do leave comments, tell your friends, and uh, continue listening. Thanks, and we will see you next week.